What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. It was such a beautiful weekend, but instead of being out having fun... I was stuck at home. For what, you ask? To teach Excel to a girl who doesn't even know how to use shift key shortcuts. <sighs> what is the matter with you? I've explained the code 20 times to you already. Um, I... I'm sorry. Let's face it. You suck at this. Try to beat me in your dream. Ugh. If I had to waste one more second sitting next to her, I'd go crazy. Look how fake you are. If you're mad, then just show me. Why do you always have to be misfriendly? Hmm. Let me introduce you. That's Laura, my so-called sister. Two months ago, my mom brought her home and announced, Jeff, I have something to tell you. Back when we broke up for a while, due to your parents' hatred towards me, well, during that time, I found out I was pregnant. I gave birth to our little girl, Laura. I was only 22, and I had no money. So as much as it pained me to do so, I gave her away. I've never stopped thinking about her. And now, well, I've managed to find her. She dabbed at her teary eyes, then handed Dad the DNA test results. Dad was overwhelmed and ran over to hug Laura. They all cried a lot and hugged a lot. As for me, I just stood there in shocked silence as I watched this family reunion take place. It all happened so fast. How was I supposed to believe that it was just a coincidence when mom suddenly found her long-lost child after so many years? What now, Skylar? Stop being so headstrong. Mom scolded me, then rushed over to Lara and started cuddling her and soothingly stroking her hair. It's not my fault she has the learning capacity of a slug. Stop interfering, else I'll quit teaching her. By the way, those loving mother-daughter things also? Cut it off! It's ridiculous! I know what you're thinking. What's with the attitude towards my mom? The thing is, she's not even my real mom. A few months ago, something crazy happened to me. A strange woman showed up out of nowhere and claimed she was my mom. Say what now? Of course, I told her she'd got the wrong person. But when I saw the selling contract between my mom and her, I froze in shock. Turns out, my mom miscarried a child, but she was too afraid she'd lose her place in the family. So she bought me from this woman. So I was adopted. It's common, right? But still, I don't deserve to be treated like that. 
I had always been neglected since I was little. Mom never hugged or kissed me. She didn't read me bedtime stories or tuck me into bed at night. All she ever did was snarl at me. Go away! I guess I convinced myself that this was just how Mom was. But then Lara arrived, and Mom is totally different with her. <sighs> I get it now. I get why she treated me so cold, and why I've never felt happy despite growing up in a wealthy family. Because I'd never belonged here. After the incident with the woman, I confronted Mom about it. I get it. I know I'm not your real daughter, and that's why you think it's acceptable to treat me like garbage? Oh, please, stop with the dramatics. Let me tell you this. Even if you did adopt me, I'm still going to prove my efficiency to Dad and take over this company by myself. Mom was dumbfounded after hearing that. Then, not long after that, she turned up with Lara. That's why I didn't believe there was no coincidence. She brought Lara back to compete with me. And if that was true, then, what do I have to be scared of? <laughs> How are my two girls? Skylar, are you still helping Lara with her studies? Yeah, Dad. She still helps me every day. Thank you so much. Okay, that's great. When you move past the basics, I think you should take a few more extra courses. Do your best and try to follow your sister. There's no way she can be as good as me, not even in her wildest dream. Laura is very smart, and she'll soon be up to speed. I'm also teaching her more about our family business. Huh? Is Mom going to teach her more to compete with me? I can obviously see her greed and competitiveness. But whatever. Laura and I are at two distinctly different levels anyway. I am an excellent student at the Columbia Business School. Well, she's just an uneducated nobody. Poof! Please! I have absolutely nothing to worry about. Mom kept forcing her to study, but... See? Speaking of Mom, she'd been acting weird lately. One minute she treats me like a stubborn stain she can't get rid of, then the next she's trying to set me up with some guy named Dean. He's the son of her super-rich colleague. I don't understand why she suddenly feels the need to find me a boyfriend? And Dad wasn't helping the situation, as instead of telling Mom to stop playing matchmaker, he was encouraging her. Ugh. Okay, I just wanted them to quit bugging me, so in the end, I agreed to talk to this Dean guy. But now, he won't stop messaging me, and he's even shown up at the house. Hmm, I suppose he is kind of handsome and nice, but he's not my type. So I just talked to him out of politeness. Until one time, I saw Lara sneaking a peek at Dean while he was waiting for me in the lobby. Wait, don't tell me she likes Dean? Oh well, she's welcome to my leftovers. I don't like this guy anyway. Then one day, I was walking along the corridor when I received a text from Dean. Skylar, are you free tomorrow? Let's have dinner together. I was about to text back when I suddenly heard Mom and Lara arguing. What's wrong with you, Lara? Why are you secretly dating that jerk? Why not, Dean? He's a good guy. Besides, he told me that there's nothing going on between him and Skylar. So Dean is two-timing us? He snuck out on a date with Lara while flirting with me on the phone all day? What on earth? I tried to keep calm while continuing to listen. You're crazy. 
Stop this stupid secret dating game at once! What? Why is Mum insisting he's a good guy to me, but telling Laura the opposite? Well, Mum, which one is it? Is Dean a good match like you told me, or a jerk like you told Laura? He's... he's rich! So keep on dating him, and stop bothering me with your nonsense! Ugh, I wasn't born yesterday. There's definitely something wrong with this Dean. The very next day, I decided to go and follow Dean. Oh my gosh, what was he wearing? And why did he go to this slum? Then he gathered with a few other thugs. So, it's obvious, Dean definitely was a street guy. That's why Mum didn't let Lara get close to him. But why did she match him with me? Could that be a part of her plan to bring me down? Ha! Nice try! <laughs> I'd had enough spying for one day, so I was about to leave. But then suddenly, I heard a familiar voice which startled me. I turned around, then... What? It's... Mum? How dare you ruin the plan! Mind your words. I did as you said. I told you to flirt with Skylar to distract her. Not Laura. Don't think I'm paying you a nickel more. Fine, don't pay me. Just be sure to take me a picture of your husband's face when the real DNA result arrives in his inbox. <laughs> you, you, you! Oh my god. Did I just hear it wrong? What DNA results? Could it be? I immediately went home and rushed into my dad's office to look for the DNA certificate that my mom gave him that day. Here it was! What should I do now? That's right, I had to take it to the hospital to have it checked. After pleading and putting pressure on the doctor, he finally admitted that he'd accepted a bribe from... Dean! To fake the test result! I asked for the original one and... Believe it or not, Lara was not my dad's child. I immediately rushed home and showed my dad the original DNA results. He was so shocked, I had to help him sit down, then get him a glass of water. When he got over the initial shock, he asked me to call Lara and Mum in to confront them. But, oh no, Lara's room was empty. Only one letter was lying on the bed. Sorry, everyone. Dean told me the truth. Thank you all for taking care of me. Especially you, Skylar. I honestly enjoyed being around you. I think you're kind and patient. Please don't ever change. I don't belong in your world, so I can't stay. If we're predestined, we will meet again. Thank you, and sorry again. Love, Laura. Unbelievable! How could you lie to all of us about something like this? Knowing she couldn't wriggle out of this one, Mum replied, Okay, Laura isn't yours. I fell pregnant with her after we broke up. I didn't want you to throw me out, so I paid Dean to get a fake DNA certificate. Then I paid him again to date Skylar and distract her from her studies. This business should be Laura's, not hers. But that jerk went and fell for Laura instead. Poor Dad. He looked so heartbroken. Mom tried pleading with him to forgive her, but he told her the trust was broken and that she had to leave. Everything's such a mess. Poor dad shut himself away in his office, while me, I lay on my bed 
staring at the ceiling. I couldn't stop thinking about all of Mum's lies. And what for? Money? Fame? Status? Are all those things worth sacrificing dignity, honor, and trust for? I used to want to compete with Lara too, but now it turns out that all of that was just fleeting. Dad, I think I should leave too, because I'm not your biological daughter either. You, 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 I've known for a while, but I've kept quiet as I was afraid that you would abandon me. Thank you for always being there for me. You're a good man, and you don't deserve all the pain you've been through. Then I told my dad all about how I found out I was adopted, and how my mom paid my real mom to hand me over. Dad froze for a few seconds, then calmly said, Skylar, honey, you'll always be my daughter, and I couldn't be prouder of you. Please, stay here with me. I couldn't hold back my tears. Did dad really want me around? Even after all this crazy stuff? I really love my dad, but I couldn't upset him anymore. The next day, dad and I went around to Lara's adoptive mom's house. I cleared the air with her and invited her to come back with us. She politely declined. Turns out she just wants a simple life. We still meet up sometimes, and we've actually become pretty good friends. Isn't it amazing? Because before that, we were like water and fire. The fact that I don't have to teach her Excel anymore probably helps. <laughs> there are those who do whatever they can to win fame and fortune, but this often comes at a cost. Mum let greed turn her into a monster, and now she's paying for it. I don't like what she did, but she's still my mum. Well, my adoptive mum anyway, so I still send her subsidies and wish her happiness for the rest of her life. The truth is that... I'd rather forego a huge fortune and live a quiet life than become someone I don't want to be. If it were you, would you do the same to live in peace? Hi friends! This story's gonna surprise you. My name is Sylvia, and I know what you're thinking right now. It seems, Sylvia, that you take us for fools if you think we'll believe in the existence of magic notebooks out there. Not at all. The only fool in this story is me. But first things first. It all started when my relationship with my parents was at an impasse. And it was all my fault. It's just the way I am. Lazy, careless, and wanting only to have fun and enjoy life. I didn't want to study. I didn't listen to my parents. I either hang out with my friends or stared at my phone for hours. I didn't have anything else to do. I thought I could live this way for another 20 years, but things didn't go according to plan. I was expelled from school. At first, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was some kind of prank. By the way, that's what my parents thought too. Very funny, Sylvia, smiled my mother. Where did you hide the camera? In the sugar bowl? Except there was no camera in the sugar bowl and neither was it a prank. And in fact, I had no idea what to do. My parents never yelled at me, so our house fell into a tragic silence for a week. By the way, they should have scolded me. Maybe I wouldn't have to tell that story now if I'd had my phone taken away from me a couple of times. Anyway, my parents went into mourning and I locked myself in my room listening to Lana Del Rey and imagining going off to another state with a bunch of bikers. 
We'd be crowding the trails, racing against the wind, dancing around a campfire, not showering for weeks, drink gallons of Coke. My fantasy was interrupted by my mother. She appeared on the doorstep of my room and she looked resolute. I would even say frightened. Get ready, she commanded. Where to? To Aunt Nikki's. It couldn't be. I jumped up on the bed, happy as I could be. This was even better than a bunch of unwashed bikers. Aunt Nikki lived in the next state and very rarely came to visit us. It didn't bother mom at all that she hardly ever saw her sister though. They were too different to enjoy each other's company. Mother was a very kind but extremely serious person with a decent profession, a high paying job, and a classic American family. Aunt Nikki, on the other hand, it was like she was stuck at the age of 18, dressed very strangely, into mystical stuff, sang mantras, and never worked. What do you live on, Nikki? My mother was indignant every time. I'm surprised you haven't ended up under a bridge. Well, you wouldn't know. My aunt would answer. I might have slept there last night. I adored Nikki and she adored me, though we seldom saw each other. And now I'm going to live with her. I hope it's forever. I threw everything I could get my hands on into the suitcase without looking. You can stay with her for a week and then your father and I will find you a new school. Only a week. What a pity. But what a week. This week was supposed to be the best week of my life. My dad volunteered to drive me and he spent the whole trip torturing me with advices and guidance. Think about your life, Sylvia, he said in a teacher's tone. We never pressured you, thinking you'd find your own way. And what came of it? The best week in American history, I exclaimed. Forget it, Dad. One day, I'll get a million and go to a country where it's always warm. Dad sighed and stopped lecturing. We drove up to Aunt Nikki's house. I had imagined a hundred times what a home of an extraordinary person like her must look like. But all my fantasies faded before reality. The front door opened and the strongest smell of incense hit my nose. Someone's droning voice sang a mantra from a loudspeaker. I immediately noticed the vast array of figurines, paintings, crystals, beads, feathers, and other decorations that littered the entire floor-to-ceiling space. Cool! I grinned in admiration. My dad helped me get my stuff in and left. He still had a few hours of driving back. Aunt Nikki gave me a tour of the house. And this is the door to my room, she smiled. And I'll personally rip your nosy nose off if you come in here. I laughed, appreciating the joke. But I could tell by the look in the woman's eyes that there was very little humor in it. Okay, not going in means not going in. There were so many perks of living with my aunt. We talked about everything. We went for walks, did yoga, dancing like crazy to weird music. And all my thoughts of expulsion literally evaporated on the first day. Then I accidentally overheard a conversation that I wasn't supposed to hear. Aunt Nikki, it turned out, was helping people solve their problems. No, she wasn't the head of the Sicilian Mafia. More like a witch doctor. She ran her own esoteric blog on Instagram, and she did consultations. I happened to be part of one of those consultations, going down to the kitchen. Thanks for all your help, Nikki. I told my friends about you. They'll be sure to sign up, a woman's voice said. Seeing me, my aunt ended the conversation, 
and we sat down to eat dinner. It's great that you can talk to people and make money, I told Nikki. Yes, there's a lot of customers, she nodded. It's all thanks to this thing. She motioned at the old shabby notebook lying next to her on the table. What is it? A magic notebook. But you don't need to know how it works. Does Aunt Nikki think I'm an idiot? Is the internet not working for me? I knew exactly how these magic books work. For naive people born yesterday, they grant all the wishes written on their pages. But for those who haven't lost the ability to think, they don't work at all. I liked hanging out with my aunt, but I never really believed in all that magical stuff. I voiced my thoughts out loud. The woman looked at me like a toddler with chocolate smeared on her face and opened her notebook with determination. Let's write down that in a minute, the courier will bring us five pizzas for free. She quickly wrote down her wish on a sheet of paper. And just as Nikki finished writing down the last word, the doorbell rang. My aunt gracefully walked to the door and opened it. Miss Halliwell, your five pizzas, they're already paid for. My jaw almost met the counter. Is your last name Halliwell? No, but I predict someone won't be expecting a pizza for their party tonight. That's the kind of magic I like. Aunt Nikki demonstrated the capabilities of her magic notebook a couple more times. And then she made me promise not to touch it. I swear! I blurted it out as I began to make a plan of action. I had to get my hands on that notebook no matter what. I wanted to get my hands on a million dollars and go live in some country where it's always sunny. I would have been more specific if I didn't have a fat F in geography. Over the next couple of days, I figure out the perfect moment to steal the notebook. Early in the morning, when my aunt was asleep. She always slept so soundly. And she wore earplugs. The perfect crime! After turning off the alarm at 5 in the morning, I snuck into Nikki's bedroom. The place was, let me tell you, even weirder than the rest of the house. Crystals everywhere, symbols that I couldn't make out. And it made me want to get out of there. I saw the notebook on the bedside table. I tiptoed, grabbed it, and headed out. I was in such a mad anticipation of happiness that I stopped looking under my feet. One step, and I was on the floor, dragging the bookcase and all its contents with a wild thud. My aunt moved in the bed. I froze struggling to blend into the black carpet, as if one could miss this mess. But Aunt Nikki just turned on her other side, and I was out of her bedroom in a heartbeat. I didn't have to clean up after myself because I would be rushing to another state in minutes with a million dollars in my pocket. In my room, I grabbed the first thing I could find, a lipstick. I opened my notebook to a blank page and wrote down my wish. Cool, Sylvia. What have you done? Pale as death, my aunt stood in the doorway. I shook the notebook triumphantly. Now I will be rich. You can fulfill all your desires. Why can't I? What a fool you are. The woman sat down on the floor. It's the devil's notebook. What? The notebook fell out of my hands and ended up on the bed, opening to the very first page. I, Nikki Katrol, give my soul in exchange for the fulfillment of all the wishes written in this notebook. The writing frightened me so much that I staggered to the side, falling off the bed. What's going to happen now? I stared at my aunt. I don't know, Sylvia. 
I think he'll be displeased, and he'll grant you a wish you'll regret for the rest of your life. The woman said it so quietly and doomfully that when my cell phone rang, the last word was drowned out by the loud ringtone. I reached for the phone. It was my mother. Sylvia, get ready fast. Again? Where are you going? No time to explain. Mom seemed to be crying. Dad and I are in big trouble. We sold everything we had and we're leaving. We'll pick you up on the way, so be ready. We can't wait a minute. She hung up. I stared at the blank screen for a few seconds. What did you wish for? Asked my aunt. A million dollars and to go to a warm country. So the wish came true. Apparently, my parents just managed to raise a million by selling everything we have. But that's not what I wanted. I grabbed my notebook and frantically began to flip through it, looking for a blank page. Now I'll write to make everything as it was before. It doesn't work that way, Sylvia. Nikki looked as sinister as a real witch. I warned you. But there must be a way out. There are consequences to everything you do. I agree. Anything, as long as the parents don't get in trouble. I love my mom and dad very much. I didn't want to get them in trouble because of my stupidity. Sacrifice what's more precious than your freedom. My aunt's eyes filled with blood. How's that? Take the notebook and write, give it all back. In return, I promise to study all year long. In a panic, I grabbed a pencil and I was about to write the first word when I suddenly came to my senses. Stop. The horror immediately evaporated. Really? I frowned, and only now, looking closely at my aunt, I noticed that she could hardly contain her laughter. In fact, she wasn't holding back anymore. Aunt Nikki was laughing like a madwoman. And I threw that stupid magic notebook at her and grabbed the phone and dialed my mom's number. Sylvia, come on. It's no time to talk. There was still panic on the other end of the line. A fake panic, like in a Turkish soap opera. The Oscars were on their way, mom. I barked. Yes, you got that right. My parents had put Aunt Nikki up to this grand spectacle for me. Her goal was to get me to study in any way she could. My aunt was all for it. She always liked crazy adventures. So she invested a lot of time and energy in preparing for the show. If I hadn't outed these entertainers, I would have studied all year at school. To save my loved ones. To be honest, I decided to spend more time on my studies. If my parents were willing to do that, it means my education is important to them. So why not try? Have you ever been pranked by someone close to you? Tell us in the comments what it's like. You all know I adore that silly girl. I patted Whitney's cheek, and she jokingly poked me on the side. We adore you too, our dear subscribers, added Whitney. See you again soon. Ciao. I sent an air kiss to the camera, and we finished the broadcast. Get your hands off me, goat. I hissed angrily and pushed Whitney away. Don't touch me, you fool. She waved her fist at me. I hope this is our last broadcast. I can't stand you any longer. It's mutual, Trisha. Whitney finally left, and I was able to exhale in peace. Hi, my name is Trisha, and I have to pretend to be friends with my nemesis for the sake of the hype. 
Whitney and I were never friends, and we've disliked each other since primary school. This upstart pissed me off so much that we were literally fighting every day. You won't believe it, but at one point, our parents even stopped being called to the principal's office because everyone is fed up with our feud. When we moved to high school, the feud only intensified. The first love and attention only fueled our hatred. As it happens, we were the prettiest girls in school, and I had to make all sorts of shenanigans with Whitney to hold on to the lead. I messed up her hair and clothes, set her up in front of the cool guys, and tried to turn her studies into a nightmare. But Whitney was a tough nut to crack. One Valentine's Day, she did me so bad that I've been cleaning up the aftermath for a year. Whitney sent all the nerds Valentine's cards on my behalf, signed in my handwriting and with a print of red lipstick. She even spritzed the Valentines with the same perfume as mine. She wrote that I was ready to go on a date with each of the nerds. After all, they are worthy of attention despite their lame appearance and an irresistible craving for video games and anime. The whole pimple army just flooded me with messages and they even started hitting on me at school. In the end, the cool guys started laughing at me and the stubborn nerds waited for their moment of stardom. I even had to close my social media pages. And that is a big blow to my ratings. After that, I ordered myself a huge pillow with Whitney's face on it. And every day, I'd hit it as hard as I could, taking out all my anger. But worst of all, it started when I transferred to another school. Or rather not just me, but that upstart Whitney. I was ready to spit venom. There she was again. However, the children at the new school thought first that we were just friends in a fight. And word spread around the school about cool girls like us. We can take down a couple of local school queens and take the crown away from them. These words made our sense of self-importance break through the ceiling. And we decided that we could certainly use that kind of popularity. Meeting at the best pizzeria, Whitney and I have decided to sign a temporary truce. I'm willing to put up with you for that. I'm 70% fame, you're 30, Whitney declared. What? I'm 80 and you're 20. I got angry. Sure, chicken. You're the chicken. I took the juice and threw it in her face. We got into a fight and tore down the nearest tables. And so it was up to me and Whitney, blazing with anger, to wash all the dishes in the cafe to pay the fine, as we didn't have enough money. One way or another, we came to a common decision. And the next day, two classmates, Whitney and Trisha, showed up at school. The boys ran after us like puppies. But the girls didn't like it. Naturally, conspiracies began to form against us. But hardened fighters like us coped with these attacks together. Courtney and Suzanne, the local queens of the school, they didn't want to give us the upper hand. And I had a plan to stomp on them. Whitney, remember your Valentine's Day stunt? Of course I remember. It's the best surgery I've ever had. I made you a real sucker. Whitney laughed quite a bit. I couldn't stand it and we had a fight, breaking each other's nails and messing up each other's hair. However, we implemented our plan with Valentine's. Whitney did everything like a true master framer. And so Courtney and Suzanne are being chased by a mob of nerds and the other guys laughed dismissively at them. We won, but to stop there would have been foolish. 
and so our shared blog on all social media was born. We won the hearts of thousands of viewers. But behind the scenes, we were ready to eat each other up every day. Donations, likes, fame, and dates with cool guys were the best reward for patience. But then something happened that I didn't even expect from Whitney. On another broadcast, she suddenly offered her subscribers a poll. Who is the coolest girl between the two of us after all? I, of course, wanted to finish the broadcast quickly. But the audience liked the idea. Voting began to gain momentum. Whitney was suddenly winning by a huge margin. I couldn't believe my eyes. Oh, thank you, my darlings, said Whitney in a sweet voice. Thank you. But I don't think it's fair to poor Trisha. You know what? I give the title of the coolest girl to her. Whitney ostentatiously put the crown on me and jumped with joy. I was shocked and I didn't know what to say. When the broadcast ended, I even decided to thank Whitney. I didn't expect that from you. Thank you, Whitney. I lowered my gaze modestly. I think we should stop feuding, Trisha. We are a great team. We hugged and I felt a strange lightness. When I got home, I even threw away the battering cushion with Whitney's face on it. The truce has even cheered me up. I didn't notice how the boys started to treat us. Whitney was basking in the glory, and all I got was condescending and pitiful smiles and compliments. It was only then that it dawned on me. Whitney made a poor lamb out of me. She, like a kind fairy, gave me the crown, encouraged everyone to spoil me with likes and comments, and she was gaining popularity herself. You hear that, fairy godmother? I'm going to rip your hair out. I pounced on Whitney right before the shoot. It's taking you a long time, Trisha, grinned the cheeky girl. Poor thing, I'm only trying to shelter you in my shadow from trouble. I'm going to rip your hair out. We started fighting again. I made such a mess of Whitney that she was sure she wasn't going to live. But Whitney showed herself confidently on camera. Suddenly, she started telling everyone that she was just sick. But she came to the broadcast for me. For me! And she began to bask in the glory rays again. But I got a lot of disapproving comments. That same day, I bought a new pillow with Whitney's picture on it. Only this time in full size and beat her until she ran out of strength. Oh, how she pisses me off! This broadcast is where my story began, and it will end with my victory, rest assured. At another meeting with subscribers, I decided that the poor lamb would be Whitney and slipped a laxative into her milkshake. Oh, there was no face on Whitney, and I groomed her in every way possible. At the same time, talking to everyone else and hanging out. Trisha, we think we better get together another time. Subscribers gathered around Whitney. Yes, Whitney's not feeling well. She needs to rest. Come on, let's party. I jumped up on a chair and started dancing. The truth is that it only made everyone angry. And then Whitney turned to the others with a faint smile. Guys, let Trisha have some fun. She really needs it now. Don't worry about me. And she collapsed. I went from being a poor lamb to a disgusting toad. Enough! That's enough! I shouted. Listen, we're not friends. We've hated each other since we were kids. I hate Whitney and she hates me. We fight and quarrel all the time. Come on, Whitney, tell them the truth. Oh, you poor thing. 
Whitney came up to me. Trisha, if you want, I'll give you our blog. Don't hurt my heart with words like that. Whitney squeezed out a tear. After that, I was almost thrown out of the party right into the street. I had to block all my social media again because I've been inundated with angry messages. And at school, I even had to eat lunch in the backyard next to the most accomplished losers. But the wrangling with Whitney has stopped. It was as if we no longer existed for each other. Whitney continued to blog alone and I concentrated on my studies because college is only a month away. My whole life has turned gray. I had money and no matter what, the guys were still chasing me. But something very important is missing, without which every day was dreary and monotonous. I noticed that Whitney too, despite her fame, is not glowing with happiness. We were just passing through, and for a month, we haven't even said a word to each other. So I wanted to hear something from her, even if it was just another insult. I denied with all my might that I missed Whitney. We've been feuding for so long that I realized with horror that she was the closest human I had. I got a boyfriend, but even he couldn't fill that void. The night before graduation, I felt so sad that I stopped hitting the pillow with Whitney's face and hugged it. It's not hard to guess that I was the outsider at the prom. Even my boyfriend was scared to be around me, and he ended up just leaving me alone to dance. At one point, a huge pinata with my picture on it was dragged onto the dance floor, and they started beating her with bats to get the sweets. And I was breathless with resentment. That's enough! Are you animals? Whitney came out to them. She deserved it! Shouted someone from the crowd. I was sure it was another one of Whitney's plans and just watched it all holding back tears. In the end, I couldn't stand it and decided to leave the prom. And I've been dreaming of it for so long. This part of the hall was very dark and I thought it was a great chance to slip away. But then someone sat down next to me and sighed heavily. I didn't think prom was gonna suck so badly. Was Whitney's voice. Are you serious? Gloating? I snapped. But in my heart, I was glad she came to me. No, this has gone too far, Trisha. I didn't want it to. There was silence, but we stayed seated next to each other. Why don't we go and sit down at our favorite pizza place? She suddenly asked. Are you trying to poison me? You've got lots of friends here. Hang out with them. Friends, Whitney grinned. I thought long and hard about friendship. And you know what I realized? Because of our feud, I've never had a friend closer than you. I know the feeling. I grinned too. And we suddenly <laughs> laughed. Whitney and I left the evening without saying anything to anyone. Most of the night, we ate pizza and chatted. It turns out, we knew everything about each other. Our interests, favorite music, soap operas, and food. We used to use it as a weapon, and now it has become a topic of our friendly conversation. Naturally, we applied to the best college in the state, and ended up studying there together. It's hard to believe, but we've become such close friends that I began to think of Whitney as my sister. This story ended with a very important discovery for me. Sometimes teenage feuds are just a thirst for attention, and your enemy may be your closest friend. Because in fact, your interests and views are very similar. Have you ever had a situation where your enemy has become a loyal friend or even a loved one? 
Write your stories in the comments. It'll be very interesting. And don't forget to subscribe to the channel, like, and share this video with your friends. There's a whole pile of money in here. There's so much money, it'll be enough for several generations. I excitedly told my boyfriend. You should talk to your parents about it. They should explain to you the origin of the money. Johnny mm. replied thoughtfully. What if they didn't know anything about it? Maybe I should just take some of it. I continued to reason. No way. First of all, it could be someone else's money. And secondly, it could have a criminal background. My boyfriend suggested, which really scared me. Strangely enough, I didn't even think about it. You're right. Maybe I should discuss it with my parents. Hi everyone, my name is Mary, and I recently found out that there are millions of dollars in my house. But despite that, our family lives on the edge of poverty. My parents are farmers, so they live in a rural community. Or more accurately, in the middle of nowhere. For the sake of my future, they sent me to the city to study. Now I only come home on weekends and school breaks. And the rest of the time, I live with my grandparents. In fact, my parents used to be quite well off. We had a nice apartment in the city, but we had to sell it after the fire at the farm in order to rebuild at least some of the destroyed property and start farming again. It's going to be different now. We can't afford half of what we used to be able to afford, of what we used to be able to do. Dad said sadly, as he stood on the ashes and wiped a faint tear from his cheek. But my parents didn't want to change anything. The thing is, we belong to one of the oldest families that had been farming for centuries. It runs in our veins. My grandfather was a farmer. My father was a farmer. But I would like for my children and my grandchildren to choose their own path. My father always says proudly, and I'm very grateful mm -hmm. to him for that. I would like to be a stewardess or a model, but I haven't made up my mind yet, and I still have time to think about it. Think, think, my dear. But if anything, you can always take over our family business in the form of hay, manure, and cows. My daddy smirked at me. And when he said that, I didn't feel like fooling around and letting things happen by themselves. By the way, my parents are very brave people. They were supposed to continue taking care of the family business after the wedding, but they had the courage to run away to the city for a better future, so I could grow up in a different environment and get a decent education. And I think I'm on the right track. I've made a lot of new friends in the city, and most importantly, I met my love, Johnny. What are you doing? Just put your foot here and the machine will wrap the film around your shoes. Are you from a village? Said Johnny when he saw me for the first time. I was trying to pull a bag from the shoe cover machine. Yeah, from the village. I said blushing. How ashamed I was of myself. But if it weren't for that incident, I would never have met my love. Johnny and I have a lot in common. We listen to the same music, we love sushi, and we both bite our nails when we're nervous. When I go to my parents' house, my boyfriend misses me a lot and looks forward to my return. On one of those trips, I decided to clean up the barn to help out my parents a little. But it turned out to be so old that at some point, the floor just collapsed and I fell right through it. Man, that hurt. Mom used to always tell me to eat more food. If I'd been a little thicker, I wouldn't have fallen through that crack. I grumbled angrily at myself. It was easier to fall through than to get back out. I hope I don't starve to death in this hole. I muttered and decided to look around. I turned on the light on my phone. There was nothing around except a strange box. I had unrealistic hopes for its contents. I hoped to find tools in it that I could use to break up the rest of the floor and get back to the surface. However, 
Its contents were more than unexpected because the box was filled to the brim with money. What a find! There's a fortune here, a dream come true. And what a pity it's come to me now when I can only use it as toilet paper or a handkerchief. I said ironically, trying to figure out how much money was in there. At that point, the money didn't really matter because I had to get out. And when you're in an extreme situation, you have to use whatever you have on hand. So I got on top of the box of money, broke the floorboards above my head and climbed out. That sure went well, I said, wiping the sweat from my head. After the fall, my bones ached and my head was pounding. What bothered me the most was my discovery. There was a fortune in that box and it could change our family's life. Realizing this was terrifying and exciting at the same time. So I covered the hole in the floor with junk and hurried away. Where did this money come from? Who does it belong to? Do my parents know about it? And if they do, why are they living on the edge of poverty? I pondered. I didn't ask my parents that time. And when I got back to town, I decided to tell Johnny. He assured me that no matter what, I should talk to my parents about what I found. Okay, this weekend I would definitely do that. I promised my boyfriend. And for the next few days, I imagined the conversation I'll have with my mom and dad when I go home for the weekend. Do you know that you have a lot of cash lying around in there? Do you want some dough? Look there. Don't have enough money? Just get it from the barn. That's about how I imagined the beginning of my conversation with my folks. I really don't know how to tell them what I'd found because it wasn't a $10 bill. Confusion, fear, panic, joy, excitement. I think I was going through the whole range of emotions, but I was still able to pull myself together and start talking. Mom, Dad, last week I fell through the floor in the shed and found a whole bunch of money in a box. Do you have anything to say about that? I said boldly when I arrived at my parents' house. I'd been preparing, and that's why my words sounded confident and clear of any doubts. At that moment, I was ready for any reaction from my parents, from indifference to a fit of rage. I hope you didn't touch them. Hmm. My dad didn't even flinch. Hmm. I didn't, but why are you so calm about it? As if millions of dollars mean nothing to you. Maybe there's something I don't understand. I answered suspiciously. My mother was clearly nervous, putting her apron on and taking it off several times. Yes, of course I know about the money. But the most important thing you have to understand is, you must never take a cent from it. Dad said sternly and went back to his business. All my next questions were simply ignored, and that put me in a kind of stupor. Parents count every penny, save on everything, and yet they have millions of dollars. It's weird, I thought. I came up with two main theories that day. I was open to the possibility that my parents' savings from the old days were put aside and that they were intended for my studies at a prestigious university. The other version was that my father got the money through some crooked way, so he was afraid to spend it. But knowing my father's honest nature, this version seemed completely absurd and unrealistic. However, I decided to do my own investigation anyway and googled information on unsolved thefts and burglaries in recent years. And I managed to find something interesting. Some time ago in a neighboring city, an armored car was robbed. The criminals got away with millions of dollars and the police never managed to find them. What's more, the date of the robbery was almost the same as the day of the fire that happened at our house. It all made sense. Out of desperation, daddy decided to make some extra money for the family and committed a horrible crime. 
And now it was clear why he had hidden that money so carefully and forbade me from touching it. He's just afraid that he'll be found and locked up for the rest of his life. God, what a nightmare. How could daddy do such a thing? And who was the other burglar? I wondered aloud, trying not to panic. The next morning, I had to go back to the city, but it wasn't the alarm clock that woke me up. It was a loud conversation outside. I looked out the window and saw my dad talking to a man, and it was hardly a friendly conversation. Don't worry, your money will stay intact, and my daughter will live the life she wants. We'd rather be poor, but free. My father said to the stranger, it was clear that the man had something uh -huh. to do with that money and that it no. was somehow directly related uh -huh. to me. I decided to waste no time and act because now the truth was closer than ever. Why don't you tell me what this is all about? I said defiantly, running out into the street. My father was surprised and hesitated for a bit and the stranger looked at me with an appraising look, smiled and said, So that's who you are, our future daughter-in-law? After these words, my father shouted at him and sent him away. I was so shocked. I couldn't say a word and just looked at my father in confusion. All right, I'll tell you everything. He said sadly and went into the house. That's when I found out that the stranger was a rich man from the community that my parents had fled from years before. Some time ago, he found out about the fire in our financial situation and decided to seize the moment. You know very well that members of our community shouldn't get involved with outsiders. So it's best for everyone if your daughter marries my son, he said to my father, opening a suitcase of money in front of him. He was offering my father a huge sum of money, and in exchange, I had to marry the stranger's son. But my father flatly refused, so they made a bet. The man said he would leave the money with us, and if not a single bill disappeared before I came of age, then daddy could have the money for himself. But if anyone took a cent, my daddy would give me a way to marry his son. Now you know everything. So I'm asking you to forget about the money for a while. And then in a year, we'll be very rich. Daddy said hopefully at the end of the story. And then he added, Look at the son of that weirdo. How could I marry you off to such an awful guy? He showed me a picture on his phone. It was Johnny. I mean, all this time, my dad's been doing everything he could to keep me from doing what had already happened. Yes, Daddy, I think you're right, I said as I hurried to get my things so I could catch the bus. My head was a mess. But one thing I did know was that we could basically start spending money now. Johnny wasn't someone I wanted to keep away from, and I'd be glad to be his wife in the future. Do you think I should tell my parents and start spending that money, or should I wait a little longer? Share your answers in the comments and be sure to like this video if you enjoyed it.